Welcome to Restaurant Influencers powered by Entrepreneur Magazine and Yelp. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue Media. In life and in the restaurant business, we learn through lessons and stories. Today, we have a very special guest, Chef Roy Yamaguchi. Chef Roy, welcome to the show. Hey, pleasure to be here, Sean. Thank you very much for the invitation. Well, we are very honored to have you. Restaurant Influencers, this is a passion project. We're very fortunate that Toast, our primary point of sale partner, believed so much in this project that they are our title sponsor. So um, they've helped us, our barbecue restaurant, become a digital first restaurant. And they believe in the lessons and stories of people that have built incredible things in the hospitality space. And, and you have done that. Um, my first question is going to be, you're a James Beard award-winning chef. How do you win the award? Well, I was fortunate enough to be nominated and won the award back in 1993. Uh, and back then, it was the uh, so-called the, uh, the best of the uh, Pacific Northwest. And of course, you have to be voted by your peers. And I was fortunate enough to have a lot of restaurant writers and uh, so, uh, you know, uh, colleague chefs uh, who kind of cast their vote and uh, nominated me. And then I won the award and I was in New York City uh, to um to to get the award so it was very nice so so today we're in 2022 how how many restaurants do you do you currently own well you know what i i did sell the restaurants on the mainland so i do have the restaurants in hawaii so we have about a total of 10 restaurants in hawaii that i that we currently operate so can you bring us back to the first restaurant that you opened well the first restaurant i actually opened was in los angeles and it was called 385 north and um i got about 70 plus investors together 70 built, yeah 70 plus investors wow uh, and yeah and, and we opened this restaurant right on la sianica boulevard and, and that's when i first started to really incorporate a lot of the flavors of, of my past so you know incorporating the asian flavors and of course i went to the culinary institute of america in new york and you know uh, was able to build my foundation uh from there and then uh working in uh, a, a, a great french restaurant um back in the late 70s, early 80s, um, kind of really propelled me to want to do this restaurant um, in incorporating my heritage, right? Incorporating the Japanese and the travels uh, that I had done to that point. Um, and then like infusing that French flavors with the Asian flavors. And that's how I kind of came up with my own style of cooking uh, way back when. So when you when you opened up that first restaurant, I, I, we have a lot of people that are in the restaurant business. They have a restaurant, or they want to be in the restaurant business. Um, getting seventy people to buy into your vision is is a difficult thing to do, no matter how accomplished you are as a chef. Um, once you did convince those people, how how hard was it to execute on that vision, and then to get from one restaurant to two restaurants? Well, you know what? Um, so you know, got all the money, opened the restaurant, but that was my first restaurant, and. You know, it was a really big restaurant. We had 300 and some odd plus seats. And unfortunately, you know, the restaurant only lasted for about four years. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had to sell it for about 10 cents on the dollar. But I guess the learning point was that, hey, listen, at the end of the day, you know, we all tried, we all tried hard. We're trying to make it a go of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I guess we didn't have enough talent. You know, I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I felt that I had enough talent, but, you know, the talent that I had was in the kitchen. We were short on the management side of it. And, and that was a huge lesson that we learned is that, you know, you need to have the entire, uh, you know, uh, the ability to operate a restaurant from A to Z, meaning that, you know, business-wise or food-wise, service-wise, whatever it may be that makes that restaurant 
uh, you know, run is what you need. We were extremely popular. We were very, very popular and the <laughs> restaurant did well in the beginning because everybody, yes. you know, of course in Los Angeles wants to go out when you first open. So, you know, we had all of these uh, individuals coming out and checking us out, but at the end of the day, we couldn't sustain it. And so that's the biggest, uh, you know, lesson I learned from there. So after that, I moved to Hawaii back in 1987 and opened the first uh, Roy's back in 87 in Hawaii. And, and when you, when you came up with the idea for Roy's and that was, you know, the brand you're building a brand, the essence of, of who you are and your, your accomplishments, as well as your desires to, to pass on your love of hospitality, your love of cooking. Um, can you take us through that process? The, the actual idea of, of Roy's? Well, you know, back then, you know, there was a great television uh, series called cheers and, you know, they were, <laughs> we they were talking cheers. about, you know, a lot of people talk about this and it's, it's, it, it, and it is true where, you know, you walk into a, a neighborhood bar, Everybody knows you, you know, you're having fun, you're having a great time, you feel comfortable. And I realized that that's one of the things that I lacked at 385 North. You know, we didn't really have any warmth. We had this style, you know, and, 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 and we had this persona, but, you know, we didn't have all the elements that I really felt uh, looking back that makes a restaurant what it is and, and could be. So we didn't have the warmth. Uh, we had good food. Uh, our service was kind of spotty because, you know, we had a lot of uh, individuals that really weren't interested in taking care of people, but taking just taking care of themselves. So yeah. at the end of the day, those are the things that we lack. So when I opened three, I mean, when I opened Royce, I said to myself, hey, listen, you know what? These are things we really need to make sure we do right. You know, giving great aloha service, making sure this, the, the food is spot on and making sure that we all get along, you know, the front of the house, back of the house, we all work together and we work as a team. And, and, and we need to make sure we take care of our guests, you know, one guest at a time and make sure that we provide the wow factor, making sure that, you know, and, and these are all things that restaurants do in general or should do in general. I mean, it's not a, it's not something that's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's a rocket scientist. It's something that comes from your heart. And these are the things that we lack. So we said, these are the things we need to do for sure. I love that. Uh I was fortunate to be raised by my grandparents. My grandfather was Bulgarian and my grandmother was Japanese. I'm, I'm not Japanese, but she, she was, and she was the, the woman in my life that essentially taught me hospitality. You know, she, she really taught me how to care for people and how to make people feel welcome. Do you remember where, where you learned hospitality? Well, you know what? I have to say that, you know what? There's a lot of things that you, you kind of look back in your past and you say to yourself, wow. So, you know, when I really think about hospitality, when I think about all these different things that I do today, definitely has to come from my parents. And, and one of the things, um, you know, my mother used to always say, and, and that's what the Japanese always say. And it's, I am what I am because of you. And, you know, I, I never really thought too much of it uh, when I was, you know, growing up, because everybody just said, you know, every time you see somebody, you know, you say, or whatever it may be. So, you know, and, and, and I was thinking to myself that all these individuals that you meet have something very, very special to give to you. And beyond that, you know, my parents were, you know, my mother was very hospitable. She was always taking care, you know, like if she made me dinner, she used to watch me eat because watching me eat made her happy. You know, my father was a, uh, was, was a workaholic and, you know, he'd come home and he would make dinners for us. So my father did most of the cooking, but he did it because 
he loved to cook, but yet he loved to take care of his family when it came to food. And, you know, going to my grandparents, the same thing, you know, when, when I would uh, spend my summers in Hawaii with my grandparents, my grandfather would always uh, cook for us and he enjoyed cooking for us. So these are the different things uh, that we learn, you know, from our family and of course my friends uh, and the people that I've met. And also in, in Japan, we have what's called omotenashi. You know, it's like wholehearted uh, hospitality. You know, you do it because you want to do it. So it's kind of interesting that the Japanese culture really um, is, you know, part of all of this hospitality when it comes to, you know, what you do in life. And I think all of these different elements have really propelled me to do what I do today. I love that. I, I am who I am because of you. Uh, very powerful. I. I would love to hear your your perspective on on Hawaii and and how how the cuisine in Hawaii has made an impact on you as well as the the legacy that you're you're leaving because well, you, as yeah, you said you, know you, you are who you are because because of you you're well, you're leaving an impact you're you're making an impact. Well, I appreciate that, Sean. So you know, being being in Hawaii for the last uh, I don't know thirty four years or something. You know, after leaving Los Angeles, I have moved here. Of course, my my father was born and raised on Maui. You know, my grand uh, father came to, you know, Hawaii back in the early 1900s, uh, leaving Japan. So, you know, this is where, you know, our family had made, you know, made our home. And, you know, moving back here now, I've been very, very fortunate to really take, uh, you know, the spirit of, of everybody that lives here, you know, the people that really love to work and to really, you know, um, guard their traditions and, and culture, and to be able to take um, you know, the great elements of what Hawaii has to offer because Hawaii has a lot of spiritual stuff, but it also has, you know, a lot of uh, beauty. And then when it comes to food, you know, there's a lot of uh, bounty of products that are, that are, that are harvested, raised uh, over here in Hawaii. So, you know, working with the, uh, the fishermen, ranchers and farmers uh, and everybody that's involved in the uh, hospitality industry, you know, we're able to do what we do, meaning that, you know, we have a lot of great products that we can work with. So, you know, farmers are superstars and, you know, the ranchers and fishermen, they're all superstars who make our life better. So, you know, I'm here trying to make from what they give me something, hopefully that everybody would enjoy and think of when they could come to Hawaii. I love that. Do you remember the first time that you were on television? Um, yeah, I, well, not, I'll be honest with you, not really, but, you know, you've been on TV so many know, times. You were know, scared? I know I was scared to death. <laughs> what were you, what were you scared of? Well, you know what? I'm not a front, you know, the, the front man, you know, I'm not a camera guy, you know, I'm not a guy that really likes to be in front of the TV. So, you know, in front of the camera. So, you know, I'm more of a guy that likes to work in the back. So, um, even till today, you know what, um, like I tell all my guys, you know, Hey, you know what, you guys got to be on TV because that's you know, one of the, the, the ways where you can get yourself out there. Uh, but even till today, you know, I still get nervous. But the reason why I get nervous is because I want to do a good job. You know, to me, that, that, that nervousness is, is, is what propels me to do even better and to take the risk that you need to take in, in life where you can get ahead. But yet, you know, to make sure that... Um, you know, everybody knows that, hey, listen, you know, we're all in it together and, and, you know, we have to give a little, take a little, 
and work with each other and, and make things good. So, you know, giving, getting that, you know, little nervousness to know that, hey, listen, it's still in you. Uh, you still got the fire to, to want to do better is to me is extremely important. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the reasons why we put on this podcast is to teach people that are in the restaurant space, the hospitality space, that sharing your story extends beyond the four walls of your restaurant. And it's something that's very hard to do. It's hard for people that are introverts to do. It was hard for me to do because talking about craft barbecue in San Diego on the West Coast is just not something that, you know, the barbecue meccas of the world actually, you know, I have people from Kansas City and Texas going, what is this guy from San Diego think he's doing talking about craft barbecue? But it's so important to share your story. And it's so important that no matter how nervous you are, no matter how difficult it is to share your personality and who you are, was there a time through the TV series or through the cookbooks or through all the media that you've done where you, you started to understand that the, the brand Chef Roy Yamaguchi was actually, it was actually better for you to share more as opposed to stay behind the scenes? Well, I think so. You know, Sean, that's because that's a good point because I, I I truly believe that, you know, having conversations, you know, and, and exchanging ideas is, is where we all come together. And, and when you exchange these ideas and, and you talk, I mean, you find that, uh, you know, in all cultures, you find that, you know, we're a lot more similar than we are different because, you know, we have different ways of maybe saying things, but at the end of the day, uh, or through actions, whatever it may be, but a lot of times, you know, you, you end up with kind of like the same goal. And, and, and there's a lot of different cooking techniques or, you know, different ways of doing things, uh, whether it be, you know, the, the you know, for instance, um, you know, we, we have what's called the uh, emu here. So we do the underground pig and so forth. But uh, I think in Mexico, they have what's called the bark, uh, Barca cola or something like that, which is uh, you know the, the you know the the method that they use to uh, do the same thing, you know, roasting the pig underground. Yep. And they so, do it in you know, Bulgaria as well. <laughs> okay, so you know, there's a lot of different ways that we do things. So when you start talking about food and culture and 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 and, and you know, and breaking rice with each other, you know, you find that there's a lot of similar similarities. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, every, every village, every village is the same once you start to look at it. And once you think of, you know, the thing that we love and that connects all of us is hospitality, you know, bringing somebody into, into your home, you know, and that's the way that, you know, restaurant owners approach the business. Otherwise you wouldn't, we wouldn't do the work that we did if we didn't care about people. Um, ultimately right. it comes down to the humans and making memorable moments, not just for our customers, but as you said, for the farmers, for the, for our vendor partners, for the people that are all connected to us, you know, the people that work well, for us. You know, with that, you know, with that said, Sean, you know, for me, I always think that, you know, I, I look at, um, the, the humanistic side of a chef first, you know, are they good humans? You know, yeah. are they good people? And, and when they are good people, that to me, that makes their, their uh, you know, their, their abilities of a chef even higher, because I think that that's what we need, you know, as, as, as in life is, you know, we want good people making good food, not bad people making good food, you know, but good people, good heart, um, you know, with good soul, um, you know, and that's, that's what makes, you know, to me, uh, our industry so great. So there is a lot of people that care. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we believe the same thing. It's the, we always hire for heart we hire for hospitality, the skill set that we can, we can teach somebody how to slow smoke barbecue, go through the process. Does it take time? Absolutely. Does it take a craft? Absolutely. But you know, the, the heart is really the, the thing that you can't teach. Um, when, when you look back on your restaurant career, it's, it, it's always easier to look at all the successes and you have many of them. Um, is there any lessons from any of the failures that, that you can share with our, with our listeners? Any well, story? Yes. Well, because you know what, like I, like I mentioned before, you know, um, 3D5 North was a failure when it came to, you know, when it came financially, you know, it didn't work out, you know, after four years, we sold, uh, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. But at the end of the day, we didn't have the hospitality. We were missing hospitality. We were missing the want to want to take care of people. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, there's a lot of restaurants out there fighting for the same dollar. But at the end of the day, you can't think in the terms of dollars. You have to think in terms of how many people can you make happy today? Yeah. What can you do for people today that's going to be above and beyond? I mean, I mean, what can you do to give that wealth factor? What can you do? to make that move, um, you know, and, and you're anticipating someone else's thinking or move, and then, you know, you're right there and to, you know, give them something that, you know, they, they, they want it, but, but haven't asked for. So, so these, these are, and, and of course, you know, the sparkle in the eye to be able to, you know, just be able to, you know, meet them uh, through your heart. Uh, and, and, you know, so those are the things to me uh, looking back are, are so crucial, so crucial. And we need to make sure, and we need to continue to teach. You know, we need to teach that to everybody coming into the industry and, and, and to say, hey, listen, you know what? These are the things that we all need to do to make our industry even better. So I, I heard you on a podcast with uh, Guy Kawasaki, uh, Remarkable People, phenomenal interview. I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes, but he asked you a question about Gordon Ramsay and Hell's Kitchen. And I, I was very fascinated with your answer. And I, I was hoping you could share that with, with the audience. And you, you, he asked you about kitchen nightmares and about you know just the, the way that he comes across in reality television. But what you responded was, it was about timing. Why is timing so important in the kitchen? Well, timing to me is extremely important for the kitchen because that's what that's when everything kind of falls into place. And and you know, we're always fighting for time when we're in the kitchen, you know, because we're always trying to make sure that we, we want to get things done, you know, people are waiting for their food, you know. So, but at the end of the day, timing is extremely important because that's where we all need to get together in the kitchen to make sure that you know whatever we're making comes together and it goes out and and and, and you know, nobody has to wait and you know, everybody gets their food uh, nice and fresh. But, you know, working, uh, well, being a judge on uh, uh, Gordon's show was, was extremely, was actually fun for me because, you know what, uh, he's an incredible human being and he's a great person, you know, and, and, and he may come across harsh, but in reality, he's, he's out there, you know, making sure that everybody's comfortable, he's making sure that everybody's good as far as, you know, the people that are, you know, around and, you know, just taking care of people, making sure that, you know, they can do stuff uh, to make these contestants happy and stuff and you know i saw a side of him that 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 i wouldn't normally see on tv and, and i thought that was you know a, a, a very heartwarming to see that you know someone that that intense uh in the kitchen um uh, on tv but yet he has such a, a warm side to him so that i mean that was pretty pretty nice to see 
One, one of my biggest failures um, as a restaurant owner for, for a long time was not asking for help, not seeking mentorship from people who had been there and done that, especially in, you know, this day and age, I opened a restaurant in 2008, there was, you know, it's easy to Google something, you can get an answer. Uh, but sometimes it's better to, to find mentors in your life, chefs in your life, uh, business people in your life that you can reach out to. Do you have any mentors or any stories of, of, of mentorship, somebody that yes, helped you, know, you along I the way? Yes, I do have a lot. You know, I mean, there's a lot of individuals that I've met, met but, you know, uh, when it comes to definitely in culinary, um, Chef Leroy Folsom, uh, Chef Joseph Almondola, these were great individuals back in the heydays of uh, the Culinary Institute of America when, when I was there as a student. Uh, of course, there's, you know, Chef uh, Tim Ryan today, the president of the Institute that does, you know, incredible stuff. But back then, uh, you know, Joseph Almondola, Leroy Fulton were just great individuals. Uh, Michel Blanchet, uh, Chef uh, John Bertinu, the proprietor of L'Hermitage where I work, you know, both of them. And, uh, you know, working side by side with them was just incredible, learning a lot and, and seeing a lot of different techniques. And, you know, they're the ones that really kind of like, uh, you know, got me to really, you know, go out there and, uh, you know, make some moves uh, in, in the culinary world. But, you know, but aside from them, of course, you know, it's, it's like I said, uh, when it comes to Ikaga uh, Samade, you know, it's like all the different people that I've met and that have, you know, that I've talked to and, and spent time with, you know, they all have something to give. And, and if you're willing to listen and, you know, and, and take advice, there's a lot of advice out there. You know, some people just have too much ego to take it uh, and, and, and to, you know, and, and to learn. But, you know, to me, you know, keep your eyes open, ears open. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of information out there that you can get firsthand that's uh, very, very uh, rewarding. Do you have any advice for people that are that want to build a team? You said how important it was, and one of the failures, which I appreciate your honesty, and when you opened up your first restaurant, was not developing a team. Do you have any any teammates that you'd like to recognize that um, have really helped you build build the brand and become the company oh, that you're yeah, today? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said you mentioned that. I mean, you know, we had we have a lot of great individuals. You know, like for instance, um, when it comes to um, the, the original Roy's, you know, we opened 33 years ago, Chef Gordon Hopkins, you know, we have uh, Philip Shaw, manager, Christian Maldonado, Randy Caparoso, you know, these are individuals that came together and did our wine program, our service, uh, and, and, and really worked with us on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, we argued a lot, you know, <laughs> we, we threw things at each other, but at the end of the day, it was all for good, because you know what, it made us stronger and better and bigger. And so these are individuals that put a lot of effort into a lot of thinking. And of course, along the way, you know, uh, Reiner Kumbrock and, you know, we have, uh, you know, um, Mike Weber, Garrett, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, Robin Chim, you know, who's, who's sitting on the other side of this uh, film somewhere. <laughs> but anyways, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of individuals that really helped us out. You know, these are, these are people that we work together with on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and, and worked on past and even when they're gone today and, and doing other things you know what I still talk to these people because yep. I think that you know so, a lot of them have still have great ideas and and they know what hospitality is and, and there is no secret it, it, I mean it's not a secret you know what hospitality what it is and, and if you want to take care of people and take care of situations and 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 you know what 
I mean, it's not that it's not hard to do, but what I'm saying is that you have to put in the effort to want to do it. You have to have the want, you know? So anyways. What, what do you do personally? What is a personal habit that you have or a professional habit that you have that helps you maintain, maintain your focus and your drive? Uh, you know what? I think uh, first for myself, I'm just talking about myself, is discipline. You know what? You have to be disciplined. And whatever you do, you have to be dis- disciplined. You have to be able to do the right thing at the right time under pressure for the right reasons. And, you know, a lot of times it's difficult, but you have to be able to be disciplined to make sure that you get things done and and it's always timely. You know, when it comes to uh, getting things past done, I'm, 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 you know what, to me, I cannot stand when someone puts things off. I'll do it later. You know, you got to do it now. You got to take care of it now because you may not have the opportunity later. And, you know, a lot of times they say, listen, you know what? Be ready too, because there's a lot of opportunities out there and you have to be able to kind of like feel it. You have to be able to touch it. And, and sometimes if you can't touch it, well, you have to be able to feel something that's coming your way and take advantage of it. So if you see the opportunity, you have to be ready for that opportunity. So we're going to put uh, links in the show note, uh, royyamaguchi.com. If I had to ask you, and I know this is an impossible question as it's like naming your favorite child, but as far as your favorite restaurant right now or a restaurant that you're proud of that's doing something unique and different on social media, um, which, which restaurant would you say that, that, that our listeners, that our listeners <laughs> oh, should geez. follow? <laughs> I don't know. You got it. You got you, you, uh, you know what? We're going to put I'm, links. I'm, we're going to put links to all the restaurants <laughs> in the show notes to make yeah, sure that, yeah. that no well, child is left un- unaccounted for. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, listen, royalmidget.com is what I do. You know what? I mean, that's where you find whatever I'm doing, whether I'm, uh, you know, uh, skydiving. No, I don't skydive. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, whatever I'm doing is, is there. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of great individuals, you know, that work for us. You know, I, I, I forgot to mention my Craig Bixel, who mm-hmm. does. You know, a lot of our social media or ads and stuff. So, hey, listen, this is a family. This is a team. So, you know, just go to royalmaguchi.com and you'll find a lot of different things. And, hey, listen, if you like it, you know that there's a lot of uh, individuals that are involved uh, with that. And, and, you know, they make me look good. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I love it. And, um, you know, our plan is to, to take this show to a streaming show. So eventually someday I'll, I'll come to Hawaii and be able to actually break bread and show off one of your restaurants with our entire, entire team. I, we're super grateful that we have this opportunity that Toast has provided us and Entrepreneur Magazine and Yelp um, to talk to the best of the best in the world. Um, you truly are a legend and you're, you're only getting started. Um, you're very, very, very young. And, and the amount of impact and influence that you have in the restaurant space and hospitality space, we're truly honored and grateful. Um, if you guys have questions for me, you can always reach out at Sean P. Walchef, or you can email me, Sean at CaliBBQ.media. Chef Roy Yamaguchi, you can find him at RoyYamaguchi.com. We will put links in the show notes. Um, stay curious, get involved, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Chef Roy, do you have any uh, final words of wisdom for our listeners that, that are in the restaurant space? Hey, at the end of the day, you know what? We all got to do it together. We're all in it together. So you know what? Anybody that needs uh, some information or if I can help them out in any way, you know, please do you know, contact Sean or call you know, contact williamj.com. I'm more than willing to help. You know what? 
we got to stick together because that's who we are. I love it. A rising tide lifts all ships. You heard it from Chef Roy himself. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate the opportunity. Aloha. Aloha. On Restaurant Influencers, you will learn how to share your brand story online from the best smartphone storytellers in the restaurant and hospitality space. Powered by Entrepreneur Media and Yelp, our weekly show will explore the creator economy ecosystem so that you can find opportunities for your food business to grow. Thanks to Toast, our primary technology partner at Cali Barbecue Media, for not only sponsoring this show, but for helping restaurants become digital first businesses. If you want to learn more about why we switched from Aloha to Toast after 12 years in business and how Toast can help your restaurant become a digital first restaurant, please send us a DM today at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. Thank you.